Welcome to the Weekly Insight Podcast, where we break down the noise of the week and help you understand the psychology of the markets with your host, Andrew Dore at Insight Wealth Group. Good morning. Welcome to the latest edition of the Weekly Insight Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Dore. I appreciate you taking some time this week to hear our opinions on what's going on with the market and the economy. Before I get started, I'll say what I say every week, just on behalf of my compliance department. What you are about to hear is not individual investment advice. Instead, it's just our broad thoughts on what's going on. But if you want to discuss how that might impact your portfolio directly, I'd encourage you to give us a call here at the office. With that in mind, let's take a dive in. Happy Halloween to everybody. It's October 31st. Hope you had a, or are having an appropriately spooky evening this evening, but we sure would like to avoid that in the markets this week. Our good run continued last week. The markets are now up substantively for the quarter, for the month. In fact, if the market stays up today, Monday, October 31st, October may actually end up being our best month of the year so far. It's in close competition with July. You will notice, however, if you look at what the markets did this month, that there is a really wide disparity between the Dow and the NASDAQ so far. That is directly linked to the bloodbath in tech stocks this month, and frankly, the bloodbath in tech stocks all year this year. There's a massive spread between what's happening with the biggest tech names that reported earnings this week and what's been happening in the Dow with the more stable, uh, larger companies. So let's talk about that because the why is, it's simple, but it's important. Because the largest tech companies, and when I'm, when I'm saying these broadly, I'm talking about companies like Amazon and Facebook or Meta, I guess as it's called today, or Netflix, those types of companies. Those companies have been valued for the last several years, not on their earnings, but instead on investors' belief about their ability to grow revenues exponentially ad nauseum out into the future. And Amazon is a great example of this phenomenon. We all know that Amazon is a great company. How many Amazon boxes hit your doorstep last week, right? They're a good company. They're a strong company. They're a profitable company. But their earnings are starting to come back down to earth. They are not growing at that exponential rate that they had been growing. In fact, when they reported earnings last week, Thursday, Q3 earnings, despite being profitable, were down 34.6% from 2021. And they announced their expectation for Q4 earnings. And that number, despite it being a positive 41 cents a share, is actually down 70% from Q4 in 2021. So the exponential growth phase is over for Amazon. It's coming back down to earth. But the valuation of the company is still notably high. Right now, Amazon is still trading at a price-to-earnings ratio of 92.7. To put that into perspective, the broader market today, the S&P 500, is trading at a P.E. ratio of 17.03. So that is a massive difference between where the market is and where Amazon is. So it's no wonder that the stock is down nearly 38% this year. Whether that exponential growth path can be reasserted though, that's going to have a lot to do with what we're going to hear from the Fed this week. If it does not, if the Fed does not give reason to believe that exponential growth for these growth companies can continue, 
we would say that it's going to be a really good time to invest in high quality dividend paying stocks. That's going to be a good thing for portfolios. So let's dive in then to the Fed meeting. And, you know, I was thinking about this over the weekend and it's Halloween, getting the kids all dressed up, interesting costumes again this year. And it made me remember that years ago, my mother and my aunt got the kids together and they dressed us all up as the Berenstein Bears for Halloween. My one cousin was Goldilocks. And I really hope that those embarrassing pictures are lost to history. It's a good thing that digital cameras didn't exist back then. But I think it's a great metaphor for this week. This week we have Jerome, Papa Bear Powell, and the Fed meeting coming up. And then on the other side, we have Goldilocks, and that's the market. And is the market going to like the porridge that Papa Bear is serving us? Is it going to be too hot? Is it going to be too cold? Or is it going to be just about right? So let's let's look at that because there are some things that I think we can largely say we know. And I may be wrong on this, but if I'm wrong, so is everybody else. And that is that the Fed is going to increase rates by 75 basis points this week. They said they were going to do it last month. The market is assuming they're going to do it. Frankly, even the run-up we've had in the market this month, that 75 basis point hike is already priced into it. Now, if you go and look, I've, I've shown this chart before in our memo. I show it again this week, which you can see in the show notes. But the expectation right now, there's about 81.3% odds of the Fed raising rates by 75 basis points this week and about 18.7% odds of a 50 basis point hike. Now, I will say that number's down from about a week ago of 95% odds of a 75 basis point hike, but still 81 is a pretty compelling number. Everyone pretty much believes that there's going to be a 75 basis point hike. So if that's baked in, if the market's already priced it in, everybody believes it's going to happen. What really matters this week is not what the Fed does, but instead what Papa Bear says at the meeting, what Powell says at the meeting. I've said this before on this podcast, and I know that this podcast has started to become more like the weekly Fed instead of the weekly Insight, but I really think this is probably going to be one of the most important comment sessions from Powell that we've seen so far this year. Why? Because we've really reached a fork in the road. We know that Powell has taken an aggressive approach lately, and it began all the way back in August when he was speaking at the Jackson Hole Conference, and he started drawing direct comparisons between what he's doing in the current Fed path and what Chairman Volcker did in the 1980s. But it's really important to remember this isn't the 1970s and 1980s. Why do I say that? Because if you look at what happened with inflation through the 70s, and you compare it to where we are today, we are only 7% above trend right now of where prices should be if you assume a 2% rate of inflation going back to 2019 pre-COVID. We're about 7% above trend. If you look at where things were when Chairman Volcker took over in 1979, we were 100 plus percent above trend. And by the time he got done, we were actually closer to 280% above trend. That's where he declared victory in the war against inflation. We are 7% above trend right now. And yet, with a 75 basis point interest rate hike this week, the Fed will match what Volcker did for the fastest rise in rates in history. So I've said this before, we, we really dug into it on housing last week 
owner's equivalent rent, those sorts of things. But inflation is starting to correct. The fear right now, however, is that the Fed is getting too far ahead of itself on interest rate policy. There is a long-standing belief that what the Fed does takes about six to nine months to trickle through to actual economic effects. And that's really been the belief for generations. And if that's true, that means that we are just now feeling the first 75 basis points of rate hikes that happened in March and May of last of earlier this year. So we had 25 basis points in March. We had 50 basis points in May, May roughly six months ago. So we have just now felt the first 75 basis point of hikes. But now the economy, which inflation is already starting to ease, the economy still has to swallow four more 75 basis point hikes. The hike in June, the hike in July, the hike in September, and we've still got one more coming in November. So we've got a lot of of interest rate policy moves that have really not started to trickle through to the economy yet. And that's why economists are starting to get nervous. Bloomberg does a survey of economists. And, you know, I I'm always hesitant with economists. I there was a great Harry Truman line and he looked at one of his guys and he said, I want somebody to send me a one armed economist. And they said, well, why is that? And he said, because I'm so sick of hearing, on the one hand, this, but on the other hand, it might be that. It's not easy to be an economist, but it's easy to prognosticate. And it's easy to be wrong and move on and prognosticate again. But what are the economists saying right now? Right now, 75% of economists polled by Bloomberg this week, or last week, excuse me, say the Fed is currently over-tightening. Only 10% believe they're not tightening enough, and the other 15% say it's about right. There's our, you know, there's our just about right porridge. It's no surprise then that the same group of economists are predicting a rough landing for the economy. If 75% think we're over 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 hiking, it shouldn't be a surprise that 75% are predicting a recession within the next two years. So that is that is really what we're dealing with right now. That brings us to Wednesday's meeting. Is Powell going to continue his aggressive inflation fighter attitude, or is he going to begin to message an easing of the rate hike process? The sustainability of the current rally really depends on him doing that. So we're going to see, and we're going to talk about it a lot more on next week's podcast, I am sure. We will spend a lot of time diving into what Chairman Powell actually had to say. But this week, expect this week to only be about the Fed meeting. Market will probably be a little flat or a little volatile as we lead into Wednesday, and things are really going to kick off on Wednesday afternoon. And then next week, we've got an election. So it is an interesting time in markets right now. We'll leave it there. As always, if you have any questions, please do not hesitate to give me or my colleagues a call at the office at 515-273-1333, or you can always visit us on the website at www.insightwealthgroup.com. And I'll just say one more thing. If you like what you're hearing here today and you think it might be useful to someone else, I'd encourage you to like it on your podcast feed or forward this along to somebody who you think might be able to use it. Thank you so much for your time this week. I look forward to talking with you again next week. Take care. Securities offered through Arate Wealth Management, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, NFA. Investment advisory services offered through Arate Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment firm. 